0: This is your co-host Mark, former Hooper, college hooper, coach, trainer, hoop lover. You can follow me on Instagram at Breaking Barriers Training here with my guy since kids, future partner in coaching and business, G Hey,
1: what's up, man? I'm your other co-host, Gerald. Hooper, coach, trainer, overall lover of the game. Y'all can follow me over on Instagram at GZ underscore hoops. I'm here on my boy since kids and my future coaching colleague. Thanks for tuning in with us, and let's get straight to the episode.
0: Bro, what's up with
1: you? Hey, what's going, Mark? How we doing? Pretty good, man. Another day, another day. How you, bro? I'm cool, man. I'm cool. Uh, it's hot as heck out here, bro. No lie. My AC's <laughs> broke. I'm kind of struggling today, but we'll make ends, do. You know how it go.
0: No cap, bro. Yeah, man. Before we get started, uh, we want to first, before we even think, the whole game when it first said we apologize for the technical difficulties the last episode right we don't know what happened but uh <laughs> hopefully today is better yeah prayers that don't happen because that
1: was <laughs> that was goofy man for that sure. was
0: tragic bro but um you know still we want to still thank anchor and apple podcast and the whole gang spotify everybody and uh you know, let's let's get right into it, bro. What's the topic, man?
1: Words. Um, I think first and foremost we gotta touch on Mikey Williams again. Obviously, Words. we talked about him last episode, but as you mentioned, we had some difficulties there getting it out to Apple, and there's honestly been some more news with him even since this past Friday. So, want to bring wait. him up again. So, okay, just to kind of summarize what we talked about last episode. Um, if y'all don't know who Mikey Williams is, you should one but right. this kid he's a phenom he was uh he was first seen playing back what about two years ago with the north coast blue chips in seventh grade with Bronny james and gabe cups and all those boys and last episode i actually mentioned i was like he's arguably the top recruit of the class of the 2023 but they actually came out today saying he is the fourth highest recruit in that class right now fourth i thought he was third was it third
0: yeah. Okay. I,
1: all I know is well, it wasn't first, which kind of shocked me.
0: And he was, which
1: before this came out, he actually was first. So that's a drastic change, real fast. I mean, I feel like me and you follow the game pretty extensively. Did you hear the two dudes in front of them? Bro, I looked up the highlights. Come on, man. Are they are they comparable or no?
0: No, like the one the one is um the first the one that's number one is I think his name is Darius Wagner, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's his son. He's He live out in Camden, New Jersey. Mm. And then the other dude is a big man. He's like 6'9". But, he, I mean, Wagner, I could kind of see why he might give Mikey a run for his money. He's not as explosive, but he's a true
1: dynamic, uh, like, point guard. But the uh, dude that's number two, I don't see it. You don't see it? See, bro, I mean, shoot, like, I know Mikey Williams has been on the scene for a minute just due to the social media era, due to being teammates with Bronny, like I said a couple minutes ago. But right, I mean right. the the kid averaged thirty points per game as a freshman, but he also dropped a seventy seven point game. Like that doesn't happen on the regular, bro. It
0: don't. And you know what? That Wagner
1: dude, I ain't gonna flex though. He led his team to
0: twenty nine and one as a freshman and he was uh that was potentially gonna win the States
1: man
0: so i mean that could i could see him and mikey battling for one should he really be number one over him i really don't think so but him compared to the dude that's number two over mikey i could see wagner compared to the other
1: dude but okay. i mean
0: mikey still got it did you see where they have Bronny at though
1: yeah what 23rd 24th I 24th think some... yeah so i mean you know It's crazy, bro. Obviously, bro, they just ended their freshman year, so it's nothing to get too worked up about. Obviously, these kids have a couple years to kind of raise their stock or potentially drop it, really. Definitely. But last episode, we were talking about how he's kind of starting a new movement in the sense that he put out on his Twitter saying it wouldn't be too bad to enroll himself into an HBCU. And obviously, with everything that's going on with Mr. Floyd, this is really – Broken the media, per se. So, we talked about how he had a few offers last episode. uh, Tennessee State, Norfolk State, Texas Southern, Howard University, Alabama State. And now since Friday, since we recorded on Friday, he's also gained Delaware State, Morehouse, Florida A&M, NC Central, Hampton, and Grambling State. Wow.
0: Well, you should know, once he said that he was even interested that the wrestling was going to come. so. Oh, yeah. It's just crazy how,
1: like, how fast social media just works. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, compared to a phone call back in the day. So, I mean. I mean, just just think, like, not to put you on the spot, but I think, either. like, what, like, six, seven years ago, if you randomly tweeted out, on oh, HBCU wouldn't be bad to go to. <laughs> if you think you would have got... Ten plus schools offering you in like three days?
0: Heck, you (laughs) know, heck, no. (laughs) They might laugh at me like, "Uh, "Where's you from? (laughs) Sharon, PA." (laughs) Where's that on the map? But man, you know, it's 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 amazing, bro. I mean, I'm I'm happy for him because you know he's like we said last time. He's starting a new trend and he's being different. And it's just like, I I just want success for all these young cats. You know, like. Go be different, bro, and it's it's something he want to do, and he, I think he' pretty stuck on it. But I just hope he ain't, you know, leading that on. And then by the time he get up to to that point, he decided to just go pro instead of even going to school at all, you know? And, yeah,
1: that's kind of what I'm worried about, especially since he's bringing so much attention to it right now at the end of his freshman year. Like,
0: exactly, it, it's
1: sweet that he's bringing it about. Like, I mean, we talked about it last episode. Like, we're proud of him, truthfully. Like, that just. It it shows how mature this kid is as a 14, 15-year-old dude.
0: Right, right. But like
1: like you said, like three years can go by and he can see that money or maybe Coach K is calling at his door and, like, it, things can change. And I just hope it doesn't Yeah. kind of crumble in his, in his uh, doorstep per se. Yeah, for sure, bro, because, I mean,
0: like you said, money talk for one. And it's just like we – we spoke on it, so we keep we keep referring to this episode. So you know, the best way you can, rather, you gotta do it through Anchor or, or Spotify. You know, go tap into the episode. It's not on Apple last episode, but you know, like we said last episode, um, you know, times change everything, and it's just like he could do whatever he wants. You see what he said? We don't. He need really the coach. could. We don't need the coaches. The coaches need us. So you know, like he could he could be doing this as like a little stunt to bring notice to these schools,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and then, you know, just bounce. So it's just like...
1: Which low-key, that still benefits these schools, you know what I'm saying? Definitely, but, I mean, you know, back your word to make it even better, you know, and and make some real noise. I mean, don't
0: nobody want to go to schools if they ain't really got to, but, you know, you said you want to help put your own people on, you know, just... Pick that school and go make it happen.
1: Bring some of your boys with you, like you said last episode, bro. Mm-hmm. All of them. Jazir, Bronny. Uh, Man, you know how dope that be? <laughs> you know how dope that be, bro? If that North Close Blue Chips team re- reconnected at the highest level of college basketball, that'd be crazy. They bring a national championship there. Man. Well, that's the thing, too, bro. It's like you said, times change every second, every hour in today's right. world, really. So. I mean, when we started this podcast, one of our first episodes, we were talking about how the G League is now an option for these high school guys, where it wasn't a couple months ago, a couple years ago. So, I mean, by the time this kid's a senior, potentially, that might even fade away, the whole G League thing, and dudes can go straight to the NBA again. So it's like, we don't know really what's going to happen from here.
0: I mean, you know, time can only tell, but it's just, it's amazing either way that he even thinking about it, but... You know, I I just kind of want him to follow through with it, bro, because it's, it's, like you said, he's bringing a lot of hype to it. And it's kind of scary, but it's kind of, how can I put it? It shows his maturity, like you also said, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of scary at the same time because you're thinking like this as a freshman. Right. Imagine when you hit a a senior where you're even more mature, you know? Like, it's just like you could really be looking back at that and be like, yeah, I still want to support my own, but what was I really thinking like? Right. You know, or I want to do it now, but the draft, like you said, the draft is available, or they're out, They're offering this much more money. So it's just, like, I feel like it was okay to bring the light, but hopefully he fall through on it. But if not, you know, just, like, you need to slow back from it because, you know, a lot of people are going to just put him on a cross and nail him if he don't even go to one. So
1: Right. I mean, even, when, like you just said, just so many people bringing it up. Like, I actually was reading an article – Yesterday that it was with Bleacher Report. He did a little sit down interview via FaceTime. But he was saying that like Isaiah Thomas, Lou Williams, Lil Baby, Waka Flocka, Boogie Cousins, and a couple other dudes reached out to him since posting about attending an HBCU. And it's just like if dudes like that are noticing, like you're you're uh, you're the cream of the crop, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hope exactly. I hope it doesn't fall back and you just kind of fold. And how is that not number one?
0: I mean, I know, you know, the playing on the court has to show it too, but how, how do he do what he do on the court and have this much falling
1: behind him and not be ranked number one, bro? I want to see a 1v1 with him, that Wagner kid now. Now, listen, bro, I, I think Mikey would. Mikey's a dog.
0: Like, I, I'm going to have to send you something with his highlights, bro. Bro, just, do it, do it.
1: I, I didn't see that special about it compared to Mikey, I should say. This is, I mean, it's on topic, but a little kind of, kind of goofy. Do you know who Flight Reacts is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen him playing Mikey the last couple of weeks? <laughs> I mean, I'm not even trying to bring up Flight like that. I mean, that dude's hilarious. Don't get me wrong. Like, but what m- is he though? Is he a comedian? Like, <laughs> bro, he's something, bro. He's not a Hooper, bro. <laughs> he got a blue check for what? <laughs> bro, he just clowns. He's made so much money just clowning. But wow. that's besides the fact. But I was just saying, like that was the first time I've seen Mikey in a couple months, obviously due to the pandemic. And bro, he's huge. Yeah, like that, that's, that's he, he looks—he looks like me, bro. I'm a 24-year-old man.
0: That's why I was telling <laughs> you, bro. He looks like a
1: grown man.
0: Like it's like that's why I was saying that he's focused. Like I watched him. I watched a lot of interviews with him in Baller's Life and all the other places he had been interviewed with. Mm-hmm. His his dad would be in interviews and stuff, and like his dad was they say his dad was even better than him yeah that's what i seen so like for that for that to be his daddy be even better than him i'm scared to see what his dad was and i'm scared to see what mikey could become you know and it's like his dad was a street dude too so his dad mm-hmm. like is giving him the game and mikey is so focused i think people tend to think that he's into the hype but it amazes me how like people think LeBron La- little Braun is under so much scrutiny because of who his dad is but right mikey is under that too little oh little for people sure know.
1: For and sure, it's like
0: man. for for how focused he is bro like i watched some interviews and like just the things he's saying then like the way he worked and
1: then like to see how big he got mm-hmm. they didn't messed up showing him the weight room at an early age like you said last episode like he'd be like yeah like i got 36 months till I'm playing my first NBA game. Like, Who thinks like that? Not many kids think like that, bro. I mean, he's just a different breed. Yeah. And, like, even within that uh, interview I seen with Bleacher Report, I have a quote from him that I want to at least bring about here. He said, a lot of athletes are starstruck by big-name schools and coaches that they forget to control their own narrative. If there's anybody that is getting paid from me being at their school, I want it to be my own people as they should bro that's powerful as heck (laughs) and think
0: about the dynamic of the time that is going on right and i I saw him say also on instagram like this is not just because of what's been going on he said i've been thinking about this but the fact of what's going on it made me think even deeper about doing it you know so right it's just an all-around dope situation bro and it's like man if he made that come to light you know how much a world a change that would be in our world, like as far as putting the HBCUs on, on the map and getting them big recruits. And then just like, like he said, making your own narrative, just doing things that ain't nobody do, bro. And it's like step outside the box, bro. Yeah, man. And Either way, just keep going, man. We gotta, we gotta actually, uh, you know, snippet some of
1: this out so we can put something on Instagram so we can have our fans tag him, man. We gotta try to get Mikey on for sure. That'd be dope. I mean, he's he's breaking barriers on the daily. I mean, that's what we're all about. Facts, man. And It would be dope to have him on here just to see his point of view from his mouth.
0: Yeah. You know? so. well,
1: We'll have to work our magic. We'll get our uh, our boy Blaine. He might be able to hook us up with something, and we'll run with him from there. For sure, man. Shout out to Blaine and all our fans, man. When we put this up, man, go tag Mikey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, really? and before we even ditch that topic, one more quick thing. I know we talked about it last episode, but like we said, it was kind of faulty there. Like you just said, like two seconds ago, his dad kind of came from the streets. Then right. his mom actually attended and graduated from HBCU. So this has really been in the back of Mikey's head for a minute now. He's not just doing this for clout.
0: Definitely, definitely. He's he he's not the
1: type to chase clout. Like he, he don't need to. <laughs> he don't. He didn't. I mean, they
0: all do it at some stint. Mm-hmm. But he really went and deleted his Instagram to work out. Right, like, for a certain period of time, you know, like, he wanted to, like, what we call a dungeon as a hooper. So, like, he really don't – he's not doing that for the clout, so. Uh, never
1: that, bro. Never that. Definitely. What's so, the next topic, though, man? I think we're going to – so, obviously, last episode, we went over the whole layout of the NBA resuming this upcoming season. So, right. if y'all want to hear our thoughts and everything about that, tap back into episode 16. But for today – Obviously, like I said, we know that the season's coming back, but now that we know it's coming back, I want to just jump ahead a few months and talk about the 2020 NBA draft again real quick. Okay. So we know that the lottery's being held on August 25th, and the draft is now scheduled for October 15th. Hmm. And with all this coming out, bro, you already know there's new mock drafts coming out on the daily. Right, right. And the most recent one I've seen from Bleacher Report, shout them. I always use them for sources here. But they had the Pistons with the first pick, the Hawks with the second pick, and surprisingly the Wizards, who are in this 22-team resumption season, at the third pick. Wow. So where do the Warriors fall at? They barely got 15 wins. <laughs> they weren't in the top three. They were top five. They weren't in the top three. Okay, okay. So, but – I know our first episode here when we went live on Instagram. You can actually check out that first episode on YouTube. Right. If y'all if y'all want us to do that again, let us know. Hit our DMs but so I know when we were talking about that, bro, I was saying that the Warriors would have the first pick. Obviously that's what we were talking about, but I was right. thinking James Wiseman would go to them. Right. And now this new mock draft has LaMelo Ball going number one to the Pistons.
0: Wow. I, I don't want to see that. You don't?
1: I don't. Why? Who he got with him. <laughs> I mean, my thinking is they, they'll have Derrick Rose for one more year under contract to mentor Mello. They can have Luke Kennard and my boy's feet on the wings shooting a little bit. And if Blake, Griff- if Blake Griffin comes back healthy, <laughs> M- Mello-, Mello and him in the pick and roll could go crazy. Man, if anybody believed that
0: he going to stay healthy a full season, they must be smoking some. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and I love Blake,
1: but that man can't stay healthy to save his life. I know. Uh, well, because, I mean, it's just so much wear and tear on his knees, on everything. He's just so explosive, you know. Exactly. But um, I just, I don't know. There's was I want to see there, you know, like I said, I don't really think he got enough
0: around him. I'm not saying he got to go to a bomb squad team, but I kind of like to see him, like, around something like his brother Zoe was. Like, you know, kind of not too young where they get they head smacked, but, like, almost something like his brother or Trey Young is around. Like, they're all young, but right. they're they're building something for the future, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know what team I could really say I would like to see that on, but I just want to see – I don't – I wouldn't want to see the Trey.
1: Right. And that's the thing. Like, it would be crazy, like, he seeing him kind of being that number one guy on a, I don't want to say scrubby or team, but, a scrubby <laughs> <A thing>. scrubby. <laughs> but like you said, it'd be crazy to see him team up with yeah, like Trey Young or even with the Wizards at three team up with Brad Beal, John Wall. And we've talked about him going to the Warriors. I mean, it would just be a whole different scenario for him. It'd be a lot easier to transition into the NBA play style and kind of showcase his abilities quicker, I think. You know how many people are going to be at his head when he make it? Oh, my gosh. If, <laughs> if he goes number one and Zoe is number two, that's just absurd. Oh, imagine the showdown against him and Zo, though.
0: Hey, Zo Zoe
1: came out saying, he's like, I know all his moves. I'm going to clamp him. Zo's going to have to clamp in the first game if he go number one. <laughs> so he'll really have to because that be, will be kind of a, a veteran, per se, now. He'd be, he'd be around for a couple of years. He couldn't let his little bro bully him like that.
0: Mm-mm, not at all, bro. I think Zoe might go for a triple-double
1: that game. <laughs> Hey, he can do it, man. He did it before. I mean he can, I, I feel like once Zoe gets settled in for real, Zoe can be a, a triple double type of point guard. Right. I mean just with his the skill set that he naturally has. I mean Right. I mean he different. did it in high school
0: and college, you can be real.
1: He did it in the NBA. Remember when him and Bron both had triple doubles together. Yeah, he could definitely do it, bro. It's just he had to get settled in and stop getting injured himself. Right. So. Right. But bro, who, so. who was number two though? So they had the Hawks drafting Anthony Edwards at number two. So what do you think about that one? I mean, I'm interested to hear your opinion about that. My thing is, just listen, kind of like you were saying about Mello potentially going there, you can almost right. say the same thing about Edwards going there as well. So, right. I mean, just think of this lineup. You have Trey Young, Anthony Edwards, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, and then Clint Capella at the five. So that's a very young core, exciting core, and kind of just run and gun crazy. I mean, they would score the heck out of the ball. Their defense would kind of lack, but Edwards can defend the ball. He didn't do it too, too much in college, but he brings that, I guess you could say, intensity and toughness and the ability to guard multiple positions. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he could definitely defend. I saw him do it. It's just they got – that will also help
0: them space the floor even more. They'd be almost like the Warriors. Right. Besides the fact that the the, the four and five aren't really shooters, but, I mean – as far as one, two, three, Cam
1: can shoot the lights out, Anthony and Trey. So I mean, that would definitely be dope, right? That's I think Cam would flourish crazy with Anthony Edwards or Mello. I mean, regardless, they're kind of interchangeable in this lineup. I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. But for sure. I, I
1: think Cam Rash
0: is gonna have a breakout second year. So then, my question—I got a question for you. Where well, would yeah. you put? Where would you put Mello and Trey in? Would you put Trey at the one for sure? Or let Trey run the two but
1: guard the one on defense. Ah, see, that's kind of tough, but in in my in my mind, my coaching mind, I'd be like, I mean, whoever is nearest the ball, you you get to outlet the other dude run. So like right. I don't think there'd be an established point guard. Obviously at the NBA level, they don't be really running too many sets. It's more of a space the floor, high pick and roll, and kind of work from there. So right. if I had to name a point guard, I would say Trey, just based off height, but I don't know, bro. I mean, that. It, either way, it's not an L. Uh, it's not, but those all that I
0: ask is because it's like, dang, like, we know it's Trey could shoot the, the, the ball off the gym,
1: right. but it's like,
0: imagine if he was able to run off screens, you know, or right? just
1: That's the be thing. able to spot up more. Right, you're right, because, I mean, typically we see him shooting off the dribble primarily, right? Yeah,
0: so, like you right. said,
1: if we could just let him kind of run off screens, just crazy Kind of like Steph does at times in the Warriors. Right. Shoot, I mean, I don't know, bro. Because, I mean, you think about it, you need a three or something where he's filling it off
0: the ball. Why not let Melo play one that one And you, you, game? And you know Melo's going to hit him right in the shooter's pocket, too. For sure, for sure. It's just we got to see what Melo was like in the NBA as far as his catch-and-shoot game, his off-the-dribble, you know. Yeah. Because it's different
1: from overseas and in college. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, I don't know. I mean – Anthony Edwards at the second pick. I guess. I guess I see it. Obviously, the Hawks don't need another big man, so they don't need to draft James Wiseman. And that, Unless they was looking to get rid of Capella. Yeah, I don't know. They just got him though. So, so is he under contract, or
0: what's the deal with it? I I don't know that one, man. Because <laughs> I mean, if if they could, what you think if they could get Wiseman? I mean, and, and get rid of Capella.
1: I would rock with. I like these young teams. I like when teams sure. are able to grow together and learn together and just establish themselves together. Right. Yeah, definitely, man. I don't know, though. I mean, I think, of course, they ain't, they ain't going to get rid of them. But who would you say the third team was again? So the third team, randomly or surprisingly, interchangeable words, were the, wizard, <laughs> the Wizards. Uh, Wiseman, Wall, Wall, ain't too bad, though. Wiseman, Wall, Beal, like they would – they could go Dominate off. the East. They, they could can go dominate the East. You see how big he got, bro. I mean, well, he's seven one, two forty now, and he's straight muscle, bro. I mean, he's lean, he's athletic. Like, I mean, just high picking and rolls. He'd be kind of like an Anthony Davis, low key coming around. Right yeah, out I'm Kentucky. gonna say because he
0: can shoot too, though.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I,
0: don't, I mean, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how it's all fall out. Um, because the, the NBA don't come back till what next month, right? Yep, July thirty-first. Right. So you know.
1: Counting down the days, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to get to the to the games before the draft, to be honest. With I you. know, bro. I can't wait. But I just wanted to throw that out there since we talked about it last episode. And also make Definitely. these people here go back to Spotify and check that out. Because <laughs> that was just – we don't even know what happened, truth be told. But hopefully this one gets out there to Apple.
0: Oh, yeah. we're going to make this one get
1: out there today. It will. It will. Yes, sir. Definitely. <laughs> Bro, but the, the next thing, man, I'm, I'm going to throw out a question here. I think you know what I'm going to be talking about, but if you don't, it's an easy, easy answer. Okay. So can a Division One basketball player hang with a 40-year-old 40, 40 former NBA player who averaged 1.4 points per game in his finals NBA season? <laughs> do, do you know what I'm referencing? Not at all. <laughs> you see, bro, have you seen those clips uh, the last couple of days of Mike Miller going at his players at uh, Memphis? Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that. I saw that. Yeah, so this guy, he's 40 now. And that's I've found, I found that stat. He averaged 1.4 points per game in his final season. Now, obviously, Mike was a killer throughout his NBA right. career. So that, right. that, that average doesn't do him do, do justice, but I just thought that was funny. One shoe, Mike. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I don't know, though, bro. I mean,
0: you know, that just come into who the player is, uh,
1: and who he playing against. I mean, but I mean, in that snippet, he was giving those dudes buckets crazy. They couldn't stay with him to save their life, and he wasn't even moving
0: half the time. He was pulling up in their face off a jab step. That's what I
1: was just about to say. He was. He literally didn't. He did not put the ball on the floor once. It was yeah. all head fakes, pump fakes. Just creating space with his pivot, staying in his triple threat position, and that's kind of what I wanted to bring up too. It's like sometimes kids our age or obviously younger think that you have to be the flashiest dude out there to get noticed. Facts. Where that's completely false. And one, one, but two, these NBA players, these NBA veterans, they're so fundamentally sound that they're able, to, they're able to do this whenever, wherever, at whatever age. Excuse me. Bro, man. It's it's it amazes me because it's like it's so effortless
0: to them right. that it looks it looks ugly or it looks too cool or looks like you're not cool for these kids, you know, because because of how effortless it is. But you got to think about how they was fundamentally training themselves, right, to be able to fundamentally play the way you walk normal. So like it's like, I mean, I I try to tell the kids I train and I coach. I try to show him like little film. I try to send him film every now and then just to keep up with what I'm talking about. But like right. that's a perfect example and the perfect thing to show the kids. Like I think I saw him drive like two times. But it was like he was laughing while he was driving. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, like like falling over. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't I don't even want to drive, but I'm gonna just rack him because he jumped so hard past me, like I'm not even about to force up a shot. Right. Like that's what type of drive it was, you know, but it's just like I wanted to use that. It's crazy you brought that up because I actually saved that clip just to show the kids, like, how much space he created, bro. Right. Just off, off the jab and pump fake. Like, it's a killer. You know some
1: kids can't even jab or pump fake, right? Bro, because some, some kids never learned. you know what I'm saying? It's like we it's were, we were blessed with great coaches from the jump, from when we were five years old, six years old, to seniors in high school, to you playing college ball, where some right. kids today – like we talk about all the time, all they do or all they see is what's on social media, what's on YouTube, what's on ESPN. They just see highlights. So a lot of Take them, it aren't a- with it. yeah, a lot of them aren't able to get that one-on-one connection that we were able to attain and really right. learn the game from the ground up. You're right,
0: bro. And to be honest with you,
1: these coaches is learning that way as well. Like a lot
0: of these coaches are. Um, coaching on the fly or are they trying to keep up with the with the trainers off of instagram and it's just like go back to the basics like we said this a few episodes back and i promise you i'll be saying it to brag but i even said i still didn't even send you it bro but like it's like go back to the basics i got so many folders of different coaches like their practice format how they run practice right or a, a certain drill you know because that's the basic stuff we learn compared to <laughs> trying to find a
1: video and go throw it at a kid and tell them to do it at home. That's you, just, can't, you can't do that, bro. No. And that's the thing, too, bro. Like, a lot of it has been due to the global pandemic, the quarantine life. I mean, yeah, like, it's been awesome that these trainers are able to get content out and push working at home and doing these these time ball handling drills and shooting drills and whatnot. But it's like sometimes it's just so overboard that kids aren't able to translate that into a realistic game setting because it's, exactly. it, it's just not it's not true it's not a real exactly. basketball it's what, what type of defense is you gonna see where you gotta dribble through eight cones
0: and duck under three hula hoops with two basketballs like <laughs> come, come on bro like and i of course i'm exaggerating but i i even saw an interview with kobe said it like kobe uh rp to the late great kobe he was yep. just like you know, he was just saying in an interview, like, I see these trainers on the online where they got kids doing all these tricks with two balls. He was like,
1: where was that at? When
0: I was when I was coming up, he was, like, basically saying he go over the fundamental stuff and he make them do it over and over again. It sounds boring, but look how his team, Team Mamba, came out to be. Hey, I think it worked, right? I mean, bro, <laughs> they was in the seventh grade playing a grade up winning championships at high high-level tournaments, you know, so, I mean – You know, to all the coaches and people who listen out there, man, don't try to do the extravagant stuff that you see. Do the basics. If you got to do 100 times right hand, 100 times left hand, do that. You know, like, stop trying to
1: fit in and and catch up with with stuff that ain't realistic in the game, as you said. Bro, you know one I see all the time, and it just kind of makes me cringe. It's like (laughs) I'll see cats make, like, XYZ combo move, whatever, get to the rim, and then they'll be doing the same foot, same hand layup. Okay. I respect that. That that's a new kinda uh finishing form within the last like roughly four to five years. I, I mess with that. But then like a trainer will be underneath the hoop throwing them like a sponge or like some sort of like brick and they'll oh to, my they'll gosh. catch it with their off hand and then lay it up. I'm like, that doesn't happen. Like,
0: Bro, <laughs> please, 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 please help me understand how that happens in the game. Because like I, I saw uh I don't even want to say his name because he follows me on Instagram. And he has a blue check, by the way. Hey, And he still views it, so, like, my art, my stuff. So I don't want to see like I'm dogging him, so I'm not going to say no names. Uh-huh. But it's a certain trainer that I follow, and he follows me. And he always do it, and he went on to justify why your focus with the ball helps you, and I still didn't see why it could help. And what his justification was when you're focusing on the rim, you're focused on the rim. But if you're trying to focus on the rim and then you try to catch the ball and still lay the ball up, that's you absorbing the co- the contact while still laying the ball up. See, like I, I don't agree with that. Honestly. I don't either because <laughs> how are you – it's not like you're going to be in the air and grab the dude like you're going to hug him. Right, am I cuffing you crazy when I'm going exactly. to the Exactly, and land <laughs> the ball up. So if you're going to teach me to use my offhand, how about you just play defense?
1: Bro, how, about you, how I, about you bring <laughs> out a pad?
0: wow you know and 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 bump me and then when i dribble past you i could hook you like all trainers who really train teach Mm -hmm. you hook them on the drive and don't make it noticeable and then finish that way you know like yeah definitely bro that that makes me cringe too because you know it's like they set up all these cones or you know throw the sponge or the ball or sometimes they don't (laughs) even do nothing they just let them make all these combinations
1: yeah that's what like see there's levels too for sure it's like even bringing up like Mikey Williams and kids like that, obviously they're phenomenal skill set individuals with the ball in their hands where like, you can let them rock a little bit more, but like you brought up, like there's never game scenarios where you're performing two, three, four, five, six combo moves within the paint nah, and then growing right. up with the ball. Like that just doesn't happen. And I, I'm not even trying to rag on any trainers, like you said, but it's like, it, it confuses me because I was always taught and I have always taught my kids. Like, one move and go. Two moves and go. Get yes. to the cup. Get there as quick as you can. Strong as you can. and Finish. Yes. So, like seeing some of that stuff, it just kind of it's mind boggling a little bit.
0: It's crazy. You said that because my my uh, my one point guard. Shout out to him, Levi. He hates shout it, Levi. To this day, bro. Because like I coached him now for like two years, right? And he's actually in seventh grade playing up with ninth grade. Hey, he's tough. He's he's tough, bro. And and he's playing with the ninth grade in AU with us. So like. But I still tell him to this day, one move and go. And he never used to understand it when he was in sixth grade with me. And then he got to seventh grade when I wasn't coaching him no more. And he was just like, coach, everything you told me, I'm starting to see now. You know, and right. it's like, he like, I see the one move and go and I see what you mean. And he like, cause there's times when I make one move and go and I score when I even think I could. Right. Then I, dri- I dribble too much and I might turn it over or I, or I just force up something I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. It's just a little thing, bro. Like 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 you said, man, Not all that stuff in the paint, bro, that's not real. Like It's just <laughs> it's
1: not it's not basketball, man. Like I'm it's sorry. to show what
0: you can do and that's okay. But implement that, you know. Make sure people know that this is the talent and the what they work to be able to do. For sure.
1: And that's the Don't thing. Make, like, it's like even to bring it back to Coach Mike Miller going against his kids, it's like it just makes me think like athleticism in today's game can only take you so far. Oh, yeah. You definitely need to fine-tune your skill set and develop into a pro for sure. But efficiently and tactically, like you said, you don't need to be performing all these combos and just playing with the ball essentially. You got to make one move, two moves, get to the rack strong. And, I mean, if you're able to, flush it on it, dude. But if you're not, use the square, get it up, lay it in there, and go from there. Get back on defense. Exactly. And if you look at all the point guards right now, who they say is the top point
0: guards, I can name three off my head, which is Steph, Chris Paul, and Kyrie. Right. None of them three is really athletic.
1: No, as, far as Com- Compared to some other dudes in that NBA. Ex- exactly. i really right. like that. Right. So, co- Or even compared to the other point guards like
0: Westbrook and John Wall or John Morant even. That's fine. So, so you know, like, they had to learn how to be fundamental and uh, smart at the same time. So, like, their IQ makeup
1: for them not being as athletic as
0: maybe Westbrook.
1: Right. And then they added to their bag as the years went on and it's it's all it's a mental game, dude. It really is.
0: Exactly, bro. And it's like if you if you can't find something to better yourself at in your game, then you're not as good as you think you are and you're not getting as better as you think you are because of the fact one trainer told me before he was like what you feel like a weakness is and he told me to answer it wrong, of course, so he could tell me. Mm-hmm. And and then I answered, and he was like, wrong. And he like, this is why I'm going to tell you why you should never let nobody tell you that you don't need to work on something. He was like, because you could fall so in love with the fact that you think you got it mastered that it might come crunch time in a game where it's 20,000 fans or something. Right. You might, you might fold and forget how to do that one little thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, it's like you're never too – in tune to be good at anything, you know, and it's that's just what I try to
1: preach to these kids, bro. Right, bro. For sure, bro, for sure. And that even makes me think. It's like... With Mike Miller going after these dudes, and one I want to give a shout out to Coach Penny and Coach Mike. Shout out to Coach th- Penny, man. Hey, hey, that's me and you in a couple years, bro. Facts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> With your hat backwards, right? Just them?
1: be going crazy, so all, like all slow, can't really move, but just clipping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, facts. Shout out to them, though, man. They sure. definitely changed the culture over there. Bro. Oh, they did, bro. They did. They're gonna continue doing it, but yeah. the thing is, it's like there's often a misconception today that. I feel like kids are like, all right, I, I'm a Division One player. I made it D1. I'm league-bound. I'm going to the NBA. Definitely.
0: And that's just
1: it, – it's not that easy, man. It's not, bro. And it's – if you really look at the ratio, how
0: many people get drafted every year compared to how many tried out. <laughs> it's crazy. You, it's crazy. and You wouldn't think that you were as special as you are unless your name is really in that top. And you know how many times people's name was – they was told they were going to be displaced and never even got drafted before. I can give you a quick example. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw it, but uh, Sebastian Telfair through the fire. Oh, of course. Okay, so you saw how his brother was supposed to be a top pick. He was a leading scorer over wherever he went to school at. Right. N- never even got drafted. He had to play overseas the rest of his career. And it's just like that goes to show you how much of a business this is and how much of a piece and a fit you really have to be in an organization's uh, team in order to be able to stay on, on
1: a roster or even make it. Right. That's the thing, bro. It's like there's so many Division One programs out there throughout America. And it's like yeah. e- e- even think this past draft, bro, people were giving John ja Morant stuff for going to a lower-level school.
0: Yeah, right. So
1: it's like, I mean, there's dudes everywhere and anywhere that are trying to get to that next level just like you. So if you're a D1 prospect, if you're a D1 competitor right now, I mean, keep doing your thing, but just please remind yourself there's work to be put in. There's little things that you need to master before you're able to become a pro. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, look at Coach Mike Miller. Like, you really need to develop into a pro before you can become a pro. Bro, did you see? I mean, like, they looked like
0: fools guarding him. (laughs) I mean, he wasn't even dribbling. Right. So it's just like that tells you how much he mastered that in his game. Knowing that maybe, all right, I ain't got the best handles. I ain't that – so that tells you, like, how focused and how much of a job that really is. So people are like, oh, I love this game. I love it. Like, no. But you got to really understand that you got to focus on mastering what you're good at once you're in the NBA. Like, you got to be able to play defense good enough for a coach. And then whatever you are good at on offense,
1: that's what you really got to be. Right. That's the thing, bro. Like going to the NBA, going to that top tier level, you need to be a specialist at something. Exactly, unless you're, bro. unless you're a LeBron and Giannis, like just a unfathomable athlete. Where exactly? I mean, like look at JJ Redick, how he's been so prominent in the NBA for how many years, and people were just kind of discrediting him coming out of Duke, saying, "Oh, his game's not going to translate. He won't be able to do what he did at Duke in the NBA." I mean, man, like, he knows what he's good at. He, right. he he cools in the corner of the wings. He runs off screens. He, he is able to distribute the ball at a somewhat high of a level, and he runs with it from there. It's, Never miss the playoffs either. No, and it's like you, you just need to find your, your niche, find your role, and really focus on that. Now, obviously, all of our young guys listening here, we want you to work on all levels of your game. We don't want you to focus on anything too crazy right now. This is more down the road once maybe you get into the high school ranks, definitely the college ranks, and leading into the pros.
0: Definitely, man. Just what we're basically getting at is work on the stuff that is going to get you to understand how to translate it to the game, not putting up six cones just to show that you could
1: dribble one hand through it. Man, so. I guarantee you, Mark, me and you can put kids through a phenomenal workout right now with no cones and, truthfully, no hoop. Right, and they'll be tired as a mom. I bet though. they got that working, though. Oh, yeah,
0: but they'll understand the fact that, all right, why why is we doing it? Mm-hmm. You know, So
1: we might have to set something up, man. Right, bro. You Once everything you clear up. Right, for sure, bro, for sure. Definitely. So, man, the, the final thing I want to touch on here is we talked about him slightly in one of our earlier episodes. Curtis Hollis, former Houston baller and JBA USA member from – the LeVar Ball Basketball League a couple years ago, man. So, right, right. This kid, I, I just saw it last night, and it's honestly pretty cool, so I definitely wanted to bring it out here. Um, so since the international JBA tour ended in late 2018, this kid's been busy, man. He didn't just stop playing the game like a lot of those guys did, unfortunately. I don't know why a lot of them stopped. <laughs> Maybe they were just angry at LeVar that the league didn't come back. Maybe they just weren't able to get themselves out there like a few other guys were, but that's kind of besides the fact right now. But so Curtis, his past year played pro ball in the German Pro B League, where he was honored the Import Player of the Year, and he recently declared for the 2020 NBA Draft.
0: What's his name again?
1: Curtis Hollis. Shout out Curtis, man, for sure. <laughs> Bro, he's a dog. No, like look him up. Like I definitely I mean, got to. He trains with um Aston the what Aston the trainer? Okay, if you look him up on Instagram. He's the trainer that's been training Cade, Cun- Cade Cunningham mm-hmm. the last couple of years as well. Okay. So, I mean, like, it, it's an extensive group uh, based out of Texas. But, I mean, this kid, he's a lengthy wing, can defend multiple levels, strong mid-range game, strong at finishing at the rim. And recently he's added the three ball. And he had to become a point guard over in Germany, which definitely helps his case trying to get back into the NBA over here in, in America. But, yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the reason I'm even bringing him up, bro, is I seen last night he's actually partnering with this group called Effective Basketball where he's a part of this like basketball instructional video. It's a little docuseries where um, they're going to essentially take kids from the next generation and turn them into, quote-unquote, scoring machines, wow. which is cool. But I just wanted to bring it up in the sense that there are guys from that JBA league that have continued playing afterwards and now this guy is taking it to one level above that where he's still playing and he's also building his own personal brand. He, he's establishing himself in the business world within the basketball Man,
0: world. Shout out Curtis, man, for not giving up his dream and, and
1: hopefully making it happen So, Ain't you cool with him? Wasn't that the one you was talking to? I've talked to him. He said he wants to get on here. We kind of got to figure out the intrinsics there. So yeah, we gotta maybe on. maybe I'll tag him in this and I'll make him kind of get a little itch to get on here, bro. Yeah, man,
0: we got to get him on and talk about everything because his experience, you know, could maybe touch one of the kids that listen to our, our stuff. So, right. you know, he might have went through what the they thing. went through.
1: Right. And that's honestly why I wanted to bring it up, too. It's like I feel like a lot of our kids that we've trained coached over the years. They might be. I mean, they're they're excited that we're doing what we're doing right now, just even doing this podcast. Right, right. But there's there's levels to the game of basketball. It doesn't stop when the whistle blows. It doesn't stop when the clock hits zero. Like there's so many more alleyways or pathways that you can take within this game that you got to just take advantage of everything and anything in between. Yeah, man. I mean, I I give you a perfect example of mm-hmm.
0: someone who you know, I, I I don't hang around them personally, but. I mean, I, of course, I grew up knowing him. He's younger than me, but Lil Mace, you know, like yeah. every day I check his snap from the time he got to high school to now. You know, like he just finds a way in the gym, like bro. I it's mean, crazy. yeah,
1: whether he's at Kennedy or Duquesne or wherever the heck he can get into, I see it too. And that's a, like he'll exactly that can't work exactly, and you know that.
0: Besides having a great coach with him to help guide him to. um get to the level he at and understand the game more than he already understood it. Um, you know, Coach Mancino obviously put him in a great position to win four straight, but his hard work and testament alone... He- and Coach Brown bro. Yeah, and you know, the, his hard work helped his um, teammates follow, you know, and it's like, I feel like Maceo is a... Well, I don't feel like... I know he's a, a very popular dude worldwide, so like... Right. I feel like if kids want to be cool, he's showing the
1: kids that... Working hard is cool. I mean, right. I mean, it's not. It, it's not just based off. Oh, I'm good at basketball. Right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do whatever I want. Like, he continuously puts in the work, and like, I think he's one of those kids too that he truly loves the game. Like, you can see it when he's playing. When he picks up that ball, right. like, it, it's more than a game to him. I know that's kind of corny. No, it's but, a like, sanctuary, he, though. Like, he, he he very much enjoys playing the game. He wants to get better every time he's out on the court. So. Right. He's not wasting no time, bro. And it's like he's young, bro. Like, think about it, especially in our generation
0: because, you know, our generation was different than this one. So, like, we went – say somebody at – or your your team win or somebody you know younger than you or older than you win. They ain't about to be in in the gym the next day after they won the state title. They about to be, you know, partying until next basketball season. to talk about, yeah, we did this – Maceo literally won states, came home and was in the gym the next day, bro.
1: It's a different breed, you know, and it's
0: just crazy because like after one he could have been satisfied. After two, okay, all right, I I got more than anybody even dreamed of, you know. Three peat, dang, I could I I gotta go out with a four peat, you know. But that was his goal.
1: At the highest level, too, in Pennsylvania basketball. Come on, bro. Six, Come
0: eight. on, bro. Like, that was his goal coming in. I mean, I already knew it because I would talk to him. I was always mm-hmm. – you know, I would talk to him. But, like, he said it in the interview flat out. Like, my goal was in the backyard hitting the game winner at States and having four state titles before I graduate. And look what he did. He spoke it into existence, right, yeah. but he worked for it. So, you know, long story short, kids, just – if you want to be like somebody that's a dog and he's working his way up the ranks and doing what he need to do, follow Maceo Austin, man. And he, he doing what he need to do, and he showing show you all that working hard is cool. We got to get a little bro on here. Honestly. Yeah, I'm going to tap in with him
1: for sure. I know he'll hop on, man. That's that's bro, man. Right. Good, good, good kid, good for kid. For sure. But, yeah, man, I mean, that's really all I got for you today, Mark. You got anything else,
0: bro? Nah, man, you
1: know, just glad to be back on here, man. Yeah, man. First and foremost, send prayers that this goes on Apple tonight. <laughs> People, man, please. And too, bro, just between me and you, it feels good to be in our normal element recording right now. Yeah. Last, last week was weird, man. Even just being in my dad's house, like, I, I just wasn't feeling right.
0: That's ah, like, bro, like, we was recording, <laughs> and it's like we was talking, but I just felt like my soul left my body. and was like, what is y'all talking about? Like
1: <laughs> during the middle of the day, randomly, <laughs> like, like it was who does a podcast. I want to talk.
0: Like, <laughs> I mean, it's normal, but we didn't do it, you know? So yeah, Hey, we had to get the content out for the fans. That's all, and but I'm happy to be back for yeah, sure, man. So, you know, everybody wants to listen to this. Shout us out. Tag Mikey tag. Everybody here or say their name about
1: show love with the views. And, uh, Ep- episode seventeen, bro. Already, already,
0: man. And we wait almost two months in, bro.
1: Hey, we getting it done. man. Yeah. So
0: you know, uh, once again, we appreciate Anchor, Apple Podcasts. You better work for us today too. And uh, you know, <laughs> Spotify, whole gang. And uh, yes, sir. That's another day of breaking barriers, Pod G.
1: Hey, they gotta tap in one of our socials at Breaking Barriers Training and at GZ Hoops on Instagram. Let us know what y'all want to hear about next episode. Let us know any questions, anything about basketball or life. Hit us up, man. That part, yeah, for
0: sure, bro. I'm going to tap in with you, bro. All right, brody.